0: I said, you hit my son in your truck. And he bowed his head and started saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And uh, my son stood up in the wheelchair and said, I just want you to know I forgive you. Everybody, welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. I'm Jeremy Pearson. You know, over the next few days, 2018 is drawing to a close, and we're about to go into a brand new year. And for many people, right now, they're they're looking back. Others may be looking forward, setting some goals. But as born again believers, what are we supposed to be looking at? The Word of God, because His Word is final authority in our lives. His Word is His bond, and you and I can trust Him to do what He says because God has given us his name, he's given us his authority, he's given us the blood of Jesus, the holy spirit, he's even given us angels and all of this to ensure our success. So today, I want you to get your Bible. I want you to join brother Copeland and learn the biblical model for success. Watch this.
1: Would you open your Bibles, 2nd Chronicles, chapter 20. Now, I want you to keep an eye for the word praise. It came to pass, after this also, that the children of Moab, the children of Ammon, and with other besides the uh, Ammonites against Jehoshaphat, to battle. There came some that told Jehoshaphat saying, there cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And behold, they be in in Hazazontamar. Did you get that? (laughs) Tamar, which is in Gedi. Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. That's what you do when you're afraid. You don't put up with the fear. You set yourself to seek God. And proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand there is not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee. Now that's praise. Amen. He's not just praying. Do you notice what he's doing? he's praising God. He hadn't asked for help yet. He started off praising him. Art not thou our God who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gave it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein, for thy name saying, If when evil cometh upon us, as the sword Judgment or pestilence or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. And now behold the children of of Ammon and Moab, Mount Seir, whom thou wouldst not let Israel invade, and when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know we what to do but our eyes are on you. This is what happened. This is what you do when you get into financial difficulties. This is what you do when you're deep in debt and don't know how to get out. Praise God. This is what you do. This is what you do when you got plenty of money. This is what you do. (laughs) Amen. Then upon Jehazel the son of Zachariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jael, son of Mattaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Now, when the Spirit of the Lord comes in the midst of the congregation, something is about to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he always comes. Particularly when you start bragging on him. And you start praising him. And you start telling him how big he is and how wonderful he is. And you start telling him, you're not gonna let that happen to us, are you? Oh yeah, he shows up. That's a good place to say amen, right there. amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he said, hearken you all, ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. And thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you. Be not afraid or dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Be not afraid of this thing that's attacked your household. Be not afraid of this sickness or this disease. Huh? Don't be being afraid of that. No. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because our God is the biggest thing in the valley. Ain't nothing in that valley to be afraid of. Besides that, the shadow of a dog never bit anybody. It's the shadow of death. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Tomorrow, you go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz and you shall find them at the end of the brook where the wilderness of Jeuel, before the wilderness of Jeuel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. You see it? You see it? They fell before him, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Kohathites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. Oh, there's a lot of praising going on here. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of tekoah, And as they went forth, now what's what's this for this the, the spot that the Lord wanted you to see tonight. Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his his prophets, so shall you prosper. Now listen, I I don't know how long, and how many times I read this, I thought I thought God told them to appoint singers. How many of you thought that? Well, where's the rest of you raising your hand) <laughs> The rest of you just sat there and lied, that's all. (laughs) But look, no. When he had consulted the people, they decided to do this. They made the decision. i tell you, that's a thrill. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army. And to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Say it. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Again, praise the Lord. For his mercy endures forever. Oh, man. Glory to God. And when they began to sing and to praise, whoa, the Lord God went into action. No, <sighs> oh, Lord, I never thought of that. <laughs> Could be, could be, that Paul and Silas, but particularly Paul, a Bible scholar, could be he had this on his heart and mind in that dungeon that night in Philippi. Huh? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sure. Amen. He must have because the Lord just dropped that in me. I never had that thought before just a moment ago. When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. Amen. amen. The devil hadn't got any sense. <laughs> if he'd had any sense, he knew he'd have known better. He'd have known he couldn't overthrow God. Right. That's stupid, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and when they had made an end of the inhabitants, they made an end of them. You see that? Yeah. They made an end of them. Amen. There wasn't none of them left. everyone helped to destroy another. And when Judah came, (laughs) I I tell you the joy of the Lord is all over me. And when when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude and behold, there were dead bodies fallen to the earth and none escaped when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance, both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering the spoil. It was so much. Now I have a question. I want to know why these idiots brought all their money to battle. (laughs) <laughs> That's a hard one to figure. Well, we need to take all our jewelry with us. You know, oh yeah, oh yeah, we need to take it with us because somebody will have to steal it. <laughs> this is what you do. This is a 100% guarantee model for success. Right there. Right there. How much more powerful is it today when we are filled with the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Don't discount your angels. Hebrews chapter 1, quickly. We're not saying enough about this. We're not talking about this enough. We're not studying about it enough. First chapter, verse 13. But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Whoa, we're not talking about this enough. Are you commanding your ministering spirit? I didn't know I had one. Jesus said, talking about these little children, that their angels are ever before the face of the Father. Well, you don't lose your angel just because you grow up. Amen. Amen. ministering spirits. Amen. Say it. Ministering spirits sent forth to minister for me. But now they they are, of course, spirit beings. They don't have authority to work on their own. You're the one with the name. You're the one with the authority. Now, you know good and well, uh, the apostle Paul proved in his writings that asking God to get the devil off of you won't work. Amen. Amen. No, there's nowhere in there that it says uh, to pray and God will get the devil off of you. It says you cast him out. You have authority. You have the name. Well, that name doesn't cover just the bad side. It covers the good side. Amen. It covers the good side. This is exciting stuff now. Oh, hallelujah! (laughs) And I first began to learn it from Brother Hagin when the, the, the Lord told him, said, Quit praying about money. Don't come ask me for money. He said, all the money's down there. (laughs) He said, first, bind the devil. Establish the amount. We're supposed to have money. We're supposed to prosper. We're not supposed to be in debt. We're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be in good health all the time. All the time, because there's been a lot of sick, broke people out there. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, you got to, what we read in 2 Chronicles 20 tonight, ha ha, whoa, yes, follow the model. Amen. Jeremy? follow the model. And Jesus told Brother Hagin, he said, now I'm not, I'm not holding back on you. It's the devil that's holding back on you. He said, bind him and then put a faith claim on the amount and then command your ministering spirits to go get it. Bind the devil. Lay hold by faith. What you need and what you desire.
0: My name is Pastor Jerome Lewis. I pastor Seeds of Greatness Bible Church in Newcastle, Delaware, along with my wife, Lisa Lewis. Having graduated from Rama, they have healing school there on the campus. And one of the things we've been doing for nine years on Tuesday and Thursday from 12 noon to one o'clock, we have healing school.
2: Uh, our son was working part time at our at our church at that at that season, and he it was his responsibility. He would oversee healing school from the AV standpoint. So at that point, we were showing Keith Moore's series on victory over death. Mm-hmm. And every every Tuesday and Thursday, our son would, you know, set up the video, you know, sit there. So he's watching it as well as everybody who was in the class. Mm-hmm. And on May 5th yeah. um, of 2013, our son, um, we left church that mm-hmm. Sunday. And later that he had went off with one of his friends, left his car at the church, and went back to the church to pick up his car. That evening,
0: We get a phone call. Uh, it was a female on the other end, and she said to me, do you have a son named Jerome Lewis? And I said, yes. She said, he's been in a horrible accident. He's still breathing. Get here as fast as you can. And so we get in the car, and as we're driving to where the accident was...
2: About two miles from our house, yeah.
0: Um, I uh, said to Lisa when we were in the car, I said, honey, I don't know what we're going to see. I said, but we will not fear. Well, when we pulled up on the scene, what we saw was like... It was like nothing we've ever seen before. He was still in the car when we got there. The paramedics were trying to, uh, mm-hmm. using the jaws of life to to cut the top off to get him out of the car. Yeah. Well, evidently he was riding, coming home from church and a red pickup Dodge Ram was coming down the wrong side of the road with uh, a drunken driver in the car with me. his girlfriend and a two year old in the back seat. He was coming down the wrong side of the road, hit her son head on. His Dodge Ram, the, the paramedic said, used our son's car as a ramp. He was driving a Jetta. The hood of our son's car was on top of his sunroof, mm-hmm. and the Dodge Ram flipped over. Now, the, the people in the truck were fine. Our son was still in the car when we got there. And so I got close enough to see him, and I said, Jay, this is your dad. And I didn't whisper it. I didn't care who heard it. I said at the top of my lungs, I said, Jay, this is your dad. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that you have a covenant with God. And he hollered, dad, dad. And he broke out praying in the spirit, praying in other tongues. Mm-hmm. And I said, you're going to be all right. You've got a covenant with God. And they had a white sheet up and I stood behind it to look around it to make sure he was good. And we went to the hospital and uh, got there. He had a torn meniscus. He had some contusions on his lungs. He had a, a, a broken wrist. Uh, and his hand was messed. Was his wrist broken? Yeah, his r- a his r- r- slight fracture. fracture in his wrist. Mm-hmm. But and, other than that? But other than that, he went in on a Sunday night, and uh, he came home on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. and he was fine. Just but two days in the hospital. The, the mm-hmm. thing that, was, that I think really spoke to his maturity was that when we found out the guy who hit him in the truck was two floors beneath us, he said, Dad, I want to go see him. And so I take my son down in the wheelchair to see the gentleman. And I go into his room and I said, is this so-and-so in this room? And he said, yes. He said, who wants to know? I said, you hit my son in your truck. And he bowed his head and started saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And uh, my son stood up in the wheelchair and said, I just want you to know I forgive you. And we prayed for his son and prayed for his girlfriend when we were in the room. And we were able to leave him in a place of not being guilty. And we were just thankful to God, because I believe that if it was any other way, it could have been a very tragic situation. But our covenant promises us life. And one of the things, we made a decision, my wife and I, before we ever had kids, we made a decision that based off of the Word of God, the Word of God says, I think it's Deuteronomy 30, 19, I said before you this day, life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life that both you and your seed will live. We made that choice for our kids before they were ever born. And we would always tell them, we want you to know that we've chosen life for you. And I believe that that was a result of that choice we made before they were here.
2: And the, many of these teachings, these things, these principles that we taught our family, that we live by, we've learned from Kenneth yeah. Copeland Ministries. Yeah. We owe a tremendous debt to yeah. this ministry because it, it yeah. really saved our lives yes. in so many ways. And we're, we're grateful.
0: We are grateful.